Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye. 103.8. This is Lunch with Lloyd podcast. I'm Poonam Verma. Today, we speak to Hollywood guru William Mullally and find out about Ryan Reynolds' new film, Free Guy. Also, Sneha keeps us up to date with the Bollywood gossip. I also speak to a Berlin-based music band, Jamila and the Other Heroes. And No Mercy, the 90s boy band, the founder, Marty Kintron, joins me live from Miami. Listen to Lunch with Lloyd every weekday from 11 till 2 p.m. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Poonam Verma with you till 2 p.m. We have the lovely, the one and only, Mr. Bollywood guru himself, William Malali. How are you doing, William? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. No dogs in the background this time. It's all quiet. <laughs> it's close in the background. <laughs> so, come on then. We're, t- we're talking about... Um, Mr. Ryan Reynolds himself. You're, you're a big fan, right? I am. I, I think Ryan is a bit unique in just the modern movie world in that he's just, he's Ryan Reynolds, you know? Like, yeah, and with Ryan, you kind of know what you're going to get with a film. You kind of know his spirit. Like, I feel like he conveys himself as a character. And that's partially because he puts himself out there so well, you know, mm-hmm. across his, you know, his businesses, his social media, just you know, you feel like you know Ryan Reynolds. Like, you feel like this is a guy who maybe, hopefully, if you're lucky, you could be friends with. So I'm sure if you ever, you know, sat next to him on a plane, you could have a great six hours where he would tell you every story in his life. That's just his vibe. Sounds like, sounds like you need a friend, William. <laughs> no, you know Ryan what? I think you're right, because I really like Blake Lively. I watched her through Gossip Girls. And together, when you see them on social media, they're always taking the mickey out of each other. And they seem like a really grounded couple. So I'm sure they're both really nice. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was able to sit down with him in person a couple of years ago, and he was really nice. He actually was filming in Abu Dhabi um, for mm. Underground, and, and he had a wonderful time here with Blake and with the kids. And, you know, I, I think that was an especially great experience for him. But, you know, as Six Underground was, you know, a gigantic hit for, for Netflix. But I think his new movie, Free Guy, is, I, I think, sure to being like a pure Ryan Reynolds movie. It's just... It, it feels like his spirit, but rather than, you know, the kind of sardonic detachment that you get from, from Deadpool, this is just pure good vibes all around. And I think kind of the, the perfect summer movie in that way, especially in the two years that we've had. You know, this is a movie that was delayed again and again um, due to the pandemic mm. because they wanted to, people to see it in cinema. They wanted it to be you know, something big. And I think he found a perfect partner here in director Sean Levy, who's, you know, the guy behind the Night uh, the Ninth Museum series, behind you know, Secret by the Dozen, he directed a lot of Stranger Things, you know, he's, he knows how to have that sort of, like, good classic time at the movies, you know, he's kind of one of those directors who feels like mm. he came from the 1980s, and, you know, those are the movies that he loves, and those are the sort of movies that he brings. And while this is definitely a comedy, I think there's, there's a lot of heart in it, and there's a lot of empathy in it, and I think that, you know, he and Ryan... Speaking of friendships, they have become instant best friends. And, you know, I, I, when I spoke to, to Sean just a couple of days ago, he did tell me that it's not going to end here. And I think, you, you'll hear me hint, I think there's one big movie that these two are going to do together Ooh. on Horizon. Well, I, I did watch the trailer because I'm not a massive Ryan Reynolds fan, and you were shocked when I told you that before over the phone. Um, but the th- And you talk about it's got some good vibes. And the thing that actually got me excited about the film is... Uh, Mariah Carey song in the trailer and I thought oh that's completely switched this whole vibe up I'm going to play a clip from the trailer right now
Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, guy. Yeah. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Everybody down on the ground! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at? Run over? Taken hostage? Everybody down on the ground! Today's going to be different. I do like the trailer, I have to say. It did sell it to me, and not a lot of trailers do that. No, I think it's a, I think it's a very fun movie. Okay, so before we, we hear from Sean and Ryan himself, yeah. I think we should set up a bit a bit what this movie is even about. So, okay, are you familiar with the term NPC? No, I'm not. Have you heard this term? No. Okay, so it's a video game term. And an NPC is a non-player character. So I don't know if you've ah. ever played... You know, Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto or anything. Yes. You have all these other characters wandering around in this world. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, you go over them and talk to them. They kind of, you know, spout something back to you and then go about their merry day. Mm-hmm. This film is basically imagining the main character of the, of the, of this world is the NPC. You know, he's wandering through. He just seems to accept the, you know, the incredible violence that's going on in his town every day with a plum, with a smile on his face until he sees a character. And falls in love with her. Like, but sees a player yeah. and falls in love with her, and goes on a journey to becoming a sort of main character himself. And so I think it's really, um, you know, it's a great concept for a movie, and I think it's one that you know is equally suited to you know the high concept of you know like the Night at the Museum director and Sean Levy, mm-hmm. and just bringing that good spirit of Ryan, you know, bringing just his his goodness and a character that you do just immediately root for in him. And I think that that's what makes this movie work so well. Yeah, and I did like there's some hum- humour in there, some great effects. And yeah, you're right, it's that feel-good movie. When is this movie out, by the way? It's out right now. Oh, it. I'm going to see it. William, I think, I think you've sold it to me. Okay, so let's have a clip. We've got a few clips. Let's start with the director, Sean Levy. Ryan and I have already made a second movie together and we're already developing three other movies to make together. We had heard for years through our mutual friend, Hugh Jackman, that we would get along. And in fact, I remember Hugh telling me somewhere right around Real Steel, he said, if you do ever do a movie with Ryan, you're going to do 10 movies with Ryan because you guys are just going to be like a brotherhood. And from our first meeting, that's what it was like. We have a lot of respect for each other. We're both Canadians, so that probably helps. But we also both want to work and then go home to our families. We don't want work to consume all of our existence. And we also don't want work to be anguished or dark. We want it to be positive. And especially with Free Guy, we wanted a movie that would convey a certain sense of fun and delight and optimism to audiences. Yeah, I, I like that. It shouldn't be revol- revolve around um, work and only. Um, but also the fact that you said you hinted they're going to be doing a lot more together because they have really bonded, right? Yeah, he says he has three movies in development. And I don't know, Deadpool 3 is pretty glaring on that calendar of movies in development. So I, I do have a sneaking suspicion that that is the next movie they're going to be doing together. And I did hint at it. And, you know, Sean did have a, a wry smile on his face, but obviously can't confirm anything yet because he's Disney. And <laughs> they will just, um, you know, send you to the, the, the Vanished Lands, the Forbidden Zone. Um, if, or, or I guess the, the other side of, of the Stranger Things world, he was Sean Levy reference himself, <laughs> if you give away those secrets. But I, I do think that, you know, 
he did actually push back when I did, called Ryan a classic movie star. Oh, really? And that he brings his Ryan Reynolds energy. And so we did have a bit of a disagreement, too, because he's like, no, yes, he's that, but he is so much more, as he told me. Yeah, let's find out. He does do a lot more. He is a classic movie star. He occupies mm. the screen. He is captivating, and he gives us Ryan Reynolds, which is mm. what we want. But there's two things that are not typical of movie stars. One, Ryan is a real producer. When Ryan comes on to produce, like he did on Free Guy, he is in every step alongside me as a director, from casting, shooting, editing, music, marketing, all of it. So Ryan is a 360 collaborator. And the other thing is, yes, you always get Ryan Reynolds, but what I said to Ryan in our first meeting is, Deadpool and Wade is defined by cynicism and and sarcasm guy is the opposite guy is defined by innocence and optimism so i want your sense of humor but i want a completely different character completely different tone i want this to be like will ferrell and elf and tom hanks and big and what i love about free guy is it's still ryan reynolds but it's a very different character god you can hear the passion in his voice can't you working with him oh oh for sure you know i think and you know, they really just they want to do a great job, and they want to bring something great for families. And it does feel like, you know, I, I think people might have thought, you know, Suicide Squad last weekend was a great family movie. No, definitely not. It's more of like an older kids movie. But if you're looking for something for the whole family, um, you know, as fun as Suicide Squad is, I will say, um, Free Guy, I think, is it's the, the best family option. I think it's a movie that you know, everyone, it might even make you cry. Oh, I think that did you cry, really William? Did you cry? I did not. <laughs> You're lying. But, you know, uh, maybe this time, maybe. But why is it, why is it actually called Free Guy? So he is, his name is Guy. And he is basically stuck in this world. You know, he is stuck in, his, not only stuck in his world, he's stuck in this perspective. He doesn't mm. realize, mm. you know, what he's going through. And he slowly kind of finds freedom within himself. He finds the ability to... You know, have a voice, you know, have a personality, have, have likes, have dislikes, have, have a desire to do something more, and he can be so much more. And so I think that's part of, you know, the inherent optimism in the movie. You know, really, there are no side non-playable, non-player characters. You know, there are only, you know, potential main characters for a journey they may not have set off on yet. And yeah. I think that's part of, you know, what gives this movie such great heart. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Well, we're talking to William Mullally all about Hollywood. He just recently interviewed Ryan Reynolds and uh, the director, Sean Levy, with his recent movie, Free Guy. I saw the trailer. I'm not a fan of Ryan Reynolds, but this trailer actually did sell it to me. He also asked him um, about his experience in the UAE. It was incredible because, you know, that's such a... It's not, it's not necessarily a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You'd think that my kids, when they grow up, would want to go see the world mm. and go to these places. But certainly before adulthood, that was a, a shot that I was excited about, bringing them to Abu Dhabi and the Arab Emirates and having them run around and immerse themselves in that, in that culture. And I really sort of we wanted to foster as many questions as they might have about why people maybe dress differently or eat differently or look differently. And it was just, it was a nice, a really nice experience for, for not just for us, but for our kids. Mm. Do you remember any of the places that you guys went 
we went, well, we did some of the tourist stuff, like, you know, you go to the Louvre and you do that, the, those, those sorts of things. And then we just go get lost. Like, we, would, we had a, a tour guide that would take us, you know, just to local neighborhoods. You go eat in restaurants that aren't necessarily, like, uh, you know, the ones that are advertised to the tourists, which I think is much better. And you get to sort of experience the real city a little bit. So, um, yeah, we were in the desert. They, my kids had never seen the desert before, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming it didn't come in the summer because you don't want to get lost walking around in the summer, right, William? <laughs> no way. No, they were here in they were here in November and December. In November, December. Um, so they came at the perfect time. They were having a, I think, a wonderful time. Okay, you know what? I am definitely going to see this movie. I have to say, um, I was quite impressed with the trailer. And okay, he's a nice guy, and I like his wife. So let's do this. <laughs> so what else are we talking about? We've got Joker, right? So Joker um, just actually concluded at the Dubai Opera, but I was able to go check it out. And, you know, I do think that you know, Dubai Opera does a lot of cool, different sorts yeah. of things. And if you had the chance to miss this, I think it did actually, you know, having a live orchestra there doing this amazing, you know, award-winning score for the film really did elevate the emotions of it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is a movie that I, and, you know, long-time listeners of Dubai Eye will know that, like, I did not like this movie at all. But I've actually come around to it. And, you, you, didn't you, know, like even, you didn't like the Joker. You didn't like the Joker. You didn't like Joker. I didn't like Joker. Okay. Um, I didn't feel that it really represented the character at all. You know, this is nothing to do. I never believed that this was a journey that could build the Joker that we knew. Mm. And so, to me, that makes it a failure. But I think I, I've evaluated something different. I think it's really just it's watching what some, what happens to someone when there's really no empathy or compassion in their lives, and it ultimately becomes kind of a warning to the, the nihilism that can come about. Um, when there is no compassion. And so I think, you know, ultimately, Free Guy and Joker probably have more in common than people may realize. And you know, I, I think seeing it at the was a really tremendous experience. But if you did miss that, there are actually a number of really cool, interesting, different sorts of films out this weekend that you may miss okay. besides Free Guy. So I wanted to get into those as well. Let's go. So on the top of that list for me is Annex, which was one of the, the you know, big, um, I, I can't call it really a blockbuster. I mean, it blocked the, uh, it, you know, <laughs> the block of Cannes, France, you know, mm-hmm. across the Crossette. This is a Crossette buster earlier this summer at Cannes, starring Marianne Cotillard and Adam Driver. Oh, I, li- I, like I like her. I like her. Oh, I think they're both tremendous. Yeah. Leos Carax um, did a film called Holy Motors, which absolutely bizarre film about a man who has a very strange job in which he must go basically play different characters in real life situations for unnamed people who are watching them from afar. Just, He's a very weird, you know, experimental filmmaker, and here he's telling the story of a stand-up comedian who falls in love with an opera singer. They mm-hmm. have a child, and the child has a great destiny that's going to ultimately pull them apart. But the child, of course, is actually a puppet for the entire film. So, and most of the film is also a musical. So this is, you know, weird, wild, experimental, visually stunning, with you know two of the best actors working today. So if you're wondering, you know, why Dubai doesn't get those sorts of movies. Usually they do, and you just don't go see them. They're gone. So definitely, like, make an effort to, to go see Annette if you want something a bit different. Annette, okay. It is divisive. You know, I think Leah's character is a divisive filmmaker, but, you know, watching people try to do different things to, to bring something different to the screen, I can absolutely support. Okay. Anything else you recommend we should see? So there is a, a super hit um, horror film called Anything for Jackson mm-hmm. that was released on the American streaming service Shudder, which is a horror-only streaming service last year, to rave reviews from the horror community. Um, I really, really liked it. It was called um, and Anything for Jackson. It's the title. It's about a, uh, a group 
a, a couple who are trying to resurrect their dead grandson through a pregnant woman. You know, what? <laughs> and it's very weird, very horror, very, very creepy. And it kind of had me from that opening shot. It's just, you know, very one hour, 30 minutes and a tightly plotted great little horror movie that I would definitely recommend um, people who are fans of, of such a thing to go see, because I think it's been a while since you've seen, you know, that sort of, you know, weird, creepy horror movie. But if you want something a bit more broad mm-hmm. on the horror spectrum, there's one film that I've been aching to see for a long time, which is the new film by M. Night Shyamalan um, called Old. Okay. And I don't know if you know M. Night Shyamalan, but he's, you know, the filmmaker behind The Sixth Sense. Yes. Um, Unbreakable, Signs, um, really so many different films. And I think culturally he was just, you know, the apex director at, at a certain point. You know, mm-hmm. He was the new Spielberg in that sort of 99, 2000 range. And then, you know, Signs I think might be his best film. But then towards the late 2000s, I, I think culture kind of soured on him. They didn't really like, you know, films like Lady in the Water. Um, and he has, I think, slowly been building himself back up with some smaller budgets, you know, high concept films. Old is definitely in that um, ilk. It is about a beach that makes you old. Mm. Um, <laughs> people travel to this beach and then are forced to kind of live the rest of their lives all in one day. Wow. And it, 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 it's a really fun concept. I, it, you know, definitely don't, don't even watch the trailer. Just like go in. If that, if that um, intrigues you. Um, and, you know, just go along for the ride. And I think, you know, there's some great actors here, such as, you know, Gael Garcia Bernal from you know, Motorcycle Diaries, um, Alex Wolf from um, Midsummer, not kind of Midsummer, from Hereditary. And, you know, I think, you know, Thompson McKenzie. So I, I think there's a lot of fun to be had at the cinemas this weekend, and I'm going to be just trying to find time. As well, I also have to go to Cinema Q and see Paris, Texas again, or potentially Scarface again, even though I just saw it last weekend again. So I'm going to be in the cinema all pretty much This is my life now. You're a busy, busy man. All right, well, I'm definitely going to see Free Guy. And the other recommendations from William today were Annette, Old, and Anything for Jackson. And uh, William, before you go, what is your all-time number one movie, if you had to just choose one? I knew, I knew you, I'd um, hear that noise. <laughs> uh, it's hard, I, no? I, I'll give a different answer every time. First thing that comes to my head is Blowout by Brian De Palma. Maybe I'm just in a De Palma mood right now. Okay. Okay. Mine might be Free Guy next week. You never know by the time I've seen it. So let's... It's going to be Free Guy. It Happy. will. All right, William, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, take care. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. So joining me now is uh, Jamila from the band Jamila and the Other Heroes, a Berlin-based group. And they definitely are heroes as they're spreading meaningful messages through their music. And Jamila joins me now. How are you, Jamila? Hello. I'm so happy to to be joining you. I haven't been in Dubai in really long and I see the car behind you in the studio driving around. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Welcome. It's Yeah, it's all fun and go, but it's a day off here. Everyone's having a day off. So there's only a few cars out today and just me and Milani working on the desk. <laughs> so listen, are you based in Berlin, right? Yes, I'm based in Berlin, but my dad is from Palestine mm. and I have family scattered all over the world in diaspora, basically. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, your track, Border Syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. How did it come about? Because I know it talks about uh, your home country as well. So how did that all come about? Uh, last year, shortly before the pandemic, I went to a music gathering in Egypt, in Sinai, and there were lots of friends from the whole region and also Europe. And after the like New Year's celebrations, we wanted to go back. Uh, my friends from Haifa, Palestinians from Haifa, 
had their cars on the other side and we yeah wanted to pass through there and uh, everyone was allowed in except for me like they hold me in the border for like 10 hours what and um it's nothing very unusual but in that moment it was so weird to be the only one left there you know and mm being questioned very intimate stuff about my family, my friends, looking through my photos on the phone, um, my, 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 my luggage, everything, you know. And for me, it was just so painful because I was right at the heart of the Red Sea. I could see Egypt. I could see Israel, Palestine, Jordan, um, Saudi Arabia. And I have friends in all these places, you know, and family. And I wasn't allowed to go. Yeah, Like I, I was stuck in this place and I felt pretty powerless. And the, the worst thing was that when they finally released me at night, there was no more bus or any chance to get away from there. So I was forced to sleep over there. And in that moment and in my desperation, I wrote the poem Border Syndrome. And of course, it's not just for me and my personal experience. I have so many friends who go through very like racist and discriminatory visa procedures or entering procedures at borders. And I really hope to yeah send a message out to the world of more humanity in the border systems. Okay, so we're going to play a little bit of a clip. Let's hear some of this track. <laughs> So that's Jamila. A little bit of it's a long track, but that's just a little taste of it. The border syndrome. Now, uh, tell me, you your music is very eclectic. There's all kinds of things going on in there. What is your inspiration? <laughs> because I love the way you describe yourself on the website. Your band is not from anywhere; they're from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have lots of different influences. I mean, Berlin is a city where so many people from all over the globe come. Um, and we, we are inspired by many different things. So like I have this Palestinian background, so I'm really curious about the Arabic different music styles, but I also study jazz and popular music in London. Then my percussionist is from Syria, uh, but he doesn't only like Arabic percussion. He also plays Latin American, Spanish percussion, you know. Yeah. Um, our guitarist Leon, uh, he, his wife is from Colombia, so he spends lots of time in Latin America and draws a lot of inspiration also from there, from the cumbia music and, and different styles. And I think what combines all of us is also that in our youth, we all listened a lot to rock music, progressive rock and hip hop music, soul and funk. And I think nowadays inspiration are like musicians like Yasmin Hamdan or Alton Gün or Tut Art um, and yeah, Kruan Bing. Like we also really love this psychedelic rock music. So 
And for us, I mean, we cannot be free in all parts of our lives and in society, but with our music, we can be free, right? So I think this is what music making really is for us, to create freely um, and to travel within the music if we cannot always travel throughout borders. You know, you know what's funny? Well, it's not funny, actually, but you were born in Berlin, if I'm correct, on the same day the Berlin Wall came down. And today you're singing exactly. about, you know, breaking boundaries. That mm-hmm. was a sign from the universe, right? <laughs> well, what else is it? Yeah, I really hope like when I'm before I die, I really hope the wall in Palestine will fall. And I, I, yeah, I really hope that our work becomes more border free, really. Like, so where can people I mean, see you perform live? I mean, will you be traveling? I know COVID's limited at everything right now. So can we see you online or anything like that? Um, actually, we're planning to come to Dubai. We will play mm. there on the 19th of November. Oh, wow. Where uh, will that be? In a very special show from Fun Art uh, yeah. that is curated by Carla. And um, we are also planning to organize summer gigs in the region. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we definitely be in Dubai in November and maybe also in Egypt. And for now, yeah, we've only been playing in Germany. We have some invitations to London and Amsterdam and also to the Arab Festival in Montreal. But, yeah, we have to see what's possible with, with the pandemic. So when, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think the whole internet, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, I used to make music, but there was no such thing as the internet. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I am that old. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. <laughs> so, so, you know, do you think it's really helped you now spread music a lot wider and you've got fans that you never would have? Mm. I think it's a hand-in-hand situation. I think only through internet we don't grow really our fan base only because... The moment where we actually play and we create a feedback loop with the audience and people follow yeah. us because they see us live or the other way around, they see, for example, our video of Border Syndrome, the song you just played, it's it's getting viral now. So they see the video and maybe they want to come to one of the next shows. So I think it's a hand-in-hand uh, support. <laughs> yeah, so if people want to follow you on social media, where do they go? Everywhere. Like every- we're basically on, on every social media, on all the streaming platforms, also on Anrami uh, for the Arab world. We actually hit uh, the the first play, like we, we are head single in four Anrami playlists, editorial playlists. We're really happy about that. Um, yeah, you find us on, on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. All you, under the name like. Jamila and the other heroes. Exactly. <laughs> and just to end this, I've heard, you know, we we're talking about the melting pot with music. I've heard that Berlin is such a kicking place when it comes to music festivals and music. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I live here. <laughs> not, <laughs> saw- not just because I was born here. It's really like for me, the place to, to be a musician. Yeah, no, I still haven't been there. I would love to go. Let's hope when COVID calms down, I'll come over. Please come over. Be our guest. <laughs> I would love to. Jamila, thank you so much for joining me from Berlin today. Thank you very much, too. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. <laughs> so Sneha's in the studio with me right now, and I think we're both on holiday mode because I just said, uh, come in at 12, 12.30 or something, and she's like, you're an hour behind. I think I'm still asleep. She's definitely asleep. She went to bed at 2 a.m. yesterday. She was not partying. She was being a good mummy. What were you doing? Well, I took my 11-year-old for a Harry Potter quiz. I must add, the quiz didn't go on till 2 a.m., but it went on till half 10. And then the kids were so excited. They wanted to, you know, <laughs> sit down, catch up, you know, revisit some of the qu- questions. 
little geekies. Oh, you've had a great night. Okay, so <laughs> you can, you look tired anyway, but let's talk about um, what's on TV, what's on Netflix, what's on movies. Well, for me, the most exciting news this week from Bollywood mm-hmm. uh, has been the big announcement that there's going to be another road trip. I love road trip films. Okay. This one has three women Ooh-hoo. in the lead. Usually we, ju- I mean, it's always about the men, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. It's Bollywood's always about the men. Really? And I'm glad that the women are getting their fair share of the spotlight. We should do it. We, you, me and Nadia should do a little road trip. That would be fun. And I'd film it. Oh, yeah. That would be so funny. We can pick up, like, do like a Thelma and Louise and pick up, pick up a Brad Pitt on the way. Have seen <laughs> Thelma and Louise? <laughs> what? But we won't jump off the cliff at the end. Don't worry. We'll just park the car nicely. So did you see the other road trip film that we were talking about the last time we were on air? It's called Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara. No, I didn't. I'm so That's sorry. That's fabulous That's film. my homework. That's the one that was written by Zoya Akhtar and Rima Kakti. And they are teaming up again for this film. And this has Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Oh. Katrina Kaif. And Alia Bhatt, three big names um, in Bollywood, all coming together with think, Farhan Akhtar. Do you think the three of them get on <laughs> in real life? Well, um, I don't know about Katrina Kaif and Alia Bhatt, but I'm sure that Priyanka Chopra will be like the, the mediator. The neutral person. Yeah. Okay. And this one's directed by Farhan Akhtar. He, you've interviewed before. I've interviewed him. I'll never forget it. He's so lovely. And he was on, he had his own film out a few weeks ago called Tufan. And he has directed another road film with three men in the lead that was Dil Chata. That was, a, that was one of my favorite movies. Clock 10 years. Love it. So imagine, for I mean, 10 years of Dil Chata and you revisit it even today. It's so relevant. It's, it kind of resonates with you no matter which yeah. stage in life you are. It's yeah. those three friends and what they go through, the, their emotional journey, the, you know, the, their love stories. Oh. And it's set in Goa, which just really adds to the ambience. I love location films. <laughs> I, I I know that, which is why I recommended Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara. Another road trip at, in Spain. So what's there not to like? And this one, um, I'm really, really excited When's about this one. When's it out? Uh, they've just made the announcement they're going to start filming. So they had, it kind of, the pandemic kind of set it back. So Do they know the, where the road trip's going to be? No, it's all hush-hush. We're just going to wait and see. Maybe it's in Dubai. They might drive past some... Poonam, I think she's looking for, can I be part of the film? <laughs> I'll be at the petrol station. There'll be four of us in that car, right? You can get four still during COVID, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, that's that's the big announcement from Bollywood. And I know you've been doing a little bit of watching yourself. Yeah, so my friend introduced me to a show on Netflix called Masaba Masaba. Knew nothing about it. I've already watched about five episodes. And I'm really liking it, but you kind of are not. So this is the problem, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm looking at it as a as a reviewer mm-hmm. and it's very difficult for me to kind of break that barrier. So for me, Masaba Masaba didn't work. One, because it's part fictional and part real. For a, and she's a, she's a fashion designer for those of you who don't know. So it's, it's kind of looking, you know, looking into her life and what she's going through. And, um, and let's just say the mom and the daughter are playing themselves. Yes. Yeah. The real life actress, uh, Nina Gupta, and her real life daughter, the designer, Masaba. So for my, for me, the big problem was if you're going to take them, you know, make it, it's about Masaba and Nina Gupta, two celebrities we know enough about. Yeah. And you're not going to give us a little more insight into stuff that we don't actually know. Mm. And then just, so you're kind of sitting there wondering, is this fiction or is this real? I, I mean, either you go all out and make it 
you know, as Real. realistic as you can. Yeah. Or you just make it fictional. She's not Masaba, she's someone else. Don't don't play with me, you know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like The Crown, because I remember when things were happening in The Crown, you know, growing up in England, we'd follow the royal family. I'd be like, is this true? And I'd go on Google. I was doing the same with Masaba Masaba yesterday as well, trying to figure out what was true and what wasn't. Yeah, and I feel a lot of the characters, um, a lot of incidents in her life, again, uh, some bitter, some happy. And I'm trying to, again kind of quiz you know is this did this happen or Mm. was this for real I I feel that's kind of taking away from the whole work that they've put in and and she seems to be a really you know sweet girl and you know I want to know more about her and I want to know about the real Masaba well I think also uh, before like she was born um, who her father is who is a West Indies cricketer that kind of stuff I want to know about because you know that's like completely like you know I can't imagine what it was like for her mom to go through that you know being a single mom in those days as well absolutely and now it's in season two so there's more Masaba Masaba coming along and let's hope that the filmmakers are listening to us well, I like it, even if Sneha doesn't. <laughs> but let's see. I'm, I'm not taking it too seriously. Yesterday was the bit where the fashion show went completely wrong on a boat. So oh, I remember that. <laughs> I like it. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. So anything else that you recommend? Um, there's another series. I don't know if you've watched this, Never Have I Ever, on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. It's um, a young Indian girl in America, right? That's right. Is it's, it good? Um, so the first season when it came out, I think the novelty of having an Indian-American girl in the lead mm. – a teen uh, comedy drama, you know, just to see that there was there was a, a good representation and also, you know, the fact, you know, what an Indian-American goes through, the, you know, the, the conflicts with, with the family. Well, isn't it uh, kind produced of, or directed by Mindy Kaling? So, yeah, yeah, it's directed by Mindy Kaling. So yeah. it was interesting to see and kind of, you know, really exciting to see and kind of you feel proud to have, you know, an Indian-American representation representation on on the small screen because mm-hmm. I have cousins who were born and brought up in the U.S. And I always feel like they aren't represented in any of the series that we watch. Probably. Well, so no, I grew up in England and there was always a confusion with culture and friends and, you know, you're Indian, but you grew up around Westerners. And it's always a complete confusion. To this day, it still is for me. Yeah, so that's in season two. That's also on Netflix. So if you want to catch that, that's that's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan because I feel the second season kind of let me down. It doesn't do a lot more than, you know, it's still banking on the novelty. But I think that's kind of, yeah, okay, we get that. That's You're such a harsh critic. I love it. I just <laughs> I just try and see the good in everything. But you just pick out the bad, which is great. I'm just giving you a clear picture. So when you go in, you're, you know, you're not going with high expectations. Let's just not do a review on me live on air because God <laughs> knows what you would pick out on me. <laughs> so is there anything else that you recommend? So, yeah, there are a few things that you can watch, which is new on the streaming network. There's Kuruti, which is a Malayalam film. Uh, it's headlined by Prithvi Raj, uh, another celebrated actor from the Malayalam film industry. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be my pick tonight mm-hmm. that, uh, that I will watch. There is a Hindi film, again on Amazon Prime. It's called Shesha. This is Siddharth Malhotra and Kira Advani, backed by Karan Johar. This is a war drama. It's based on the life of um, Paramvir Chakravadi and Army Captain Vikram Batra. So interesting storyline. You know, you want to see a biopic, but Bollywood's done way too many. Again, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not entirely sure, but I will give it a go of the weekend. Can we just go back to Masaba Masaba? This is I forgot to ask you. <laughs> she's gone back. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm still doing in the first series. Um, she's not an actress, but I think she's doing a really good job, don't you think? I think she's uh, 
genetically quite like bright yeah. i think it, it, that surprised me as well like after nina gupta she's such a wonderful actress and then you would imagine oh is she going to be awkward but she was so good yeah it's believable well they are really mother and daughter in real life so i kind of like that i like that okay we're talking um because it's mark lloyd's birthday do you want to say happy birthday to happy him? birthday mark happy oh we're birthday, missing mark. you hope he's having a fabulous he's time. having a great time he's been posting all these presents on his instagram page <laughs> so i'm like oh here we go we bought me and milani bought him a little banana muffin he didn't post that on his instagram page. i wonder why <laughs> a banana muffin wow was it massive <laughs> no <laughs> just a regular size but muffin if he zo- remind me not to tell you when my birthday yes. is <laughs> but if he had zoomed in on that muffin and posted on instagram it would have looked like a big fat muffin but anyway it's done it's okay. over anyway so we're talking about birthdays and <laughs> <laughs> big fat muffins and um your worst birthday and your uh, favorite birthday story so what do you have so i haven't i don't have a, the worst one That's yet fine. I'll give Thankfully. you the worst one when I get you the banana muffin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not anticipating that. I'm not looking forward to the worst one now. There but the go. best one was my 40th um, when I went to Zanzibar. Nice. Uh, it was a four-day trip with my husband, yeah. my best friend. And it was just perfect. It was just one of those um, holidays where everything was just spot on. Like, And the people in Zanzibar, they're just... They're so they're so warm. This culture, this music, their food, the sea, the sand, the sun. Oh, I just couldn't ask for anything more. It was just perfect. So nothing went wrong. Absolutely nothing. I'm known for having you know these really crazy holidays, but no, nothing went wrong. It was just perfect. The only little one I missed, you know, was my 11-year-old, but I think it was okay. It's Mama okay. can do her birthday without a little boy. Yeah, well, it's my <laughs> birthday, Sneha, in three weeks. So Banana you know, muffin, ba- M- Milani. Banana muffin <laughs> on the way. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Poonam Verma with you till 2 p.m. Now, one of the best things about my job is I get to meet a lot of the people I grew up watching on TV and listening to. And uh, one band was a three-piece boy band, very cute guys, called No Mercy. And the founder, Marty Kintron, is joining me live now. He's also on live Facebook. You can watch him there. Hi, Marty. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you very well. I can also see you on Facebook. It's lovely to have you on. Are you talking to us from Miami right now? I am. I'm in Miami Beach what, right now. What, yes. what time? Is it early morning? Did we wake you up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 5.30. Oh. But no problem. I'm here. Yeah, but you're a musician. <laughs> don't you sleep at 5.30 in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I went to bed about, I don't know, half an hour ago. So I got a half no. an hour sleep, so well, I'm okay. You're looking good. You're looking good right now. So listen, um, I, I didn't realize that one of the first songs you released was Missing by Everything But The Girl. Is that right? Correct. Yes. So uh, why, did, why did you release? Producer, why did you release that one? Because they just released it a year before, right? It's a great track, by the way. It was actually in the same. Uh, it was about the same year, almost. Uh, you know, they was yeah. What happened was Todd uh, Frank Ferry and the producer got a hold um, of the remix uh, by Todd Terry, and they realized there had never been a uh, male version uh, of it. So yeah. we got permission. From the writers, you know, to do kind of a, uh, a male version because the song was so good. It's so good. So, uh, you know, and that, you know, we decided to just uh, break into the, 
in, into the business really with that song, which was which was, you know, well, the rest was history because after that came Where Do You Go, you know? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Now, th- it is one of my favorite songs, Missing, as well. And I really didn't know that oh. you guys had done this. I remember uh, Where Do You Go. So, you know, it's such a big hit. We're going to play the reggae version of that later and talk about that. Oh, wow. Okay. But this is for the new generation. If you haven't heard this track, it's such a great track. Have a listen. This is called Missing. track that track never gets old marty i love this tune and my producer milani she's dancing in the booth we're both like trying to bop right now it's such a good track you chose a good track to release listen let me ask you a question what what was it like i mean at the height of your fame you know three very young attractive guys what was that experience like well it was you know it was excellent uh because we it was it, it happened so fast after we actually released the first song mm. um and we, you know we the record company was really behind us and then all of a sudden we just you know uh we were getting played on the radio and i remember me and the guys we were in germany at the time and we we're driving uh you know to the studio to re- record the rest of the record yeah. and the song came on the radio and we were like screaming and you know Aww. freaking out because it was so it was so awesome we never heard ourselves on the radio before so it was a really uh cool uh cool time you know in our life whereas you know uh everything seemed like it was happening so fast mm-hmm. because you know we had just recorded it uh the first song in i think september of 1995 actually yeah. yes so and then uh you know just a like a couple of months later it's on the radio so it was uh and and climbing the charts you know in 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 europe so it was yeah. It was it was an amazing feeling. So tell me about this track uh, that you did. Um, Where do you go? The reggae version. I've got a clip of it. I loved it. How did that come about? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, so, let me see the which which version you're talking about. The reggae version. We had so many different Antoine versions. Antoine Nuez featuring No Mercy. That one where you all on virtual the virtual reggae one, and you're all on um, oh, YouTube. Yes. Well, that was because of the whole COVID yeah. thing. And uh, so I got some of my best friends from Miami studio guys that guys that I work with in the studio. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we were we, we came together and we all did this virtual reggae version. And uh, then it, it turned out really good. I don't think enough people have watched it yet, but hopefully they're going to start watching it because, uh, yeah, it, that, it was a really cool version. That's why I wanted to play it because it's such a cool version. It's it's I actually kind of like it more than the original, which is a really bad thing to say, yeah, but Oh, because it's live, you know, yeah. and it's just so different. You have all the Cuban, the best Cuban musicians from Miami on it, and it's you know it's uh, live instrumentation as opposed to just you know uh, the 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 kind of uh, 
arrangement of uh, electronica arrangement that we had in the original, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's really it was a, a lot of fun. I know what you're talking about. Yes. So so you're coming to Dubai on the 10th of September to Dubai Opera. Have you been to Dubai before? I think you have, right? I have. Many times I've actually been to Dubai. Had a great time. Did a, a few festivals over there mm. and uh, some corporate events as well. And it's just an amazing place. I'm, I'm so looking forward to uh to, you know, to going and, you know, this time I'm going to be doing some acoustic stuff and playing uh, the best, all the hits of No Mercy, plus a lot of uh, songs that inspired me as a, as, a, uh, as a kid and as a teenager when growing up and everything like that. So I'm really looking forward to this. OK, so what about the other two boys, the twins? Like what's going on with them? Because you're coming alone, right? I am coming alone. Uh, the twins are great. We talk all the time. They're still twins. Yes. <laughs> They're still together. And, uh, what, what are they doing? Because you're, yeah. you're still making music, right? You're still doing it. You're producing, you're producing for others I, I as am. well? C- correct. Yes. Uh, I have a studio in, in, in uh, Miami. I'm actually in my studio now. And um, still making music and you know, going to be playing some of the newer stuff from No Mercy that people haven't heard, some of the older stuff. Um, but yes, I'm doing stuff for... Uh, for other artists as well, uh, producing uh, some Latin records. And uh, so it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Let's play a little bit of uh, your reggae version. This is Where Do You okay. Go? Here we go. I love this track. All right. So that's a little taster of Where Do You Go, the reggae version. I mean, it, you've got to check it out. Where can they hear this, Marty, on YouTube? Yeah, they just, just punch it in, the virtual version, and it's there. It's up on YouTube. Okay. So listen, you're coming here on the 10th of September. Uh, are you going to come into the studio when you come over here? Because we'd like to invite you in and get you in and as a guest, and we'll have a proper fun. Absolutely. Com- would love to. Would yeah. love to. And that way we won't wake you up at 5.30 in the morning. No problem. I would love to. It'd be an honor for me to come over there. All right. Well, thank you so much for waking up so early. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you on September the 10th. No Mercy at Dubai Opera.